We hope you enjoy this tag preaching recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Awesome. How are we doing tonight? Good. Oh, stoked. Yeah, thanks. I'll down all three of them. Um, have you noticed, just before I get underway, all good preachers that have started up here get this water? That's why I think they preach so good. So, holy water, that's what they call it. That's why we're up here. Jesus doesn't make us preach good, it's that water. Just kidding, all right, listeners. <laughs> Don't eat the water. Um, hey, can someone grab me the water, please? Sorry, sorry, team. Um, cool. So, um, my name is Luke. Um, I'm pretty cool. Um, I am... <laughs> sorry. Thank you. Great start. Um, I am the leader of Massive here. So, if you don't know, Massive is our ten intermediates slash pre-intermediates uh, age group. And it's pretty nuts. It's, pretty, it's good fun, but it is nuts. Um, there is one among us. Hey, Jake. Um, so yeah, this has been a very cool journey to go on. Uh, we started uh, last year, end of last year, which was fun. Um, we've built the team and it's been epic. Um, but yeah, the kids are manic sometimes. Um, you get there, you get to the end of the day, you're like, flipping neck. why am I doing this? Um, but then also sometimes you get to the end of the day, like, flip God, you really moved there. And that's cool. But I'm just, I just want to say, before I get underway, is that like God doesn't need us to say yes to or to be happy where that God's moved. So, for example, you can get to the end of the day and be like, shoot, God, that was tough, but God's still done some miracles and God's still done incredible things. And that's what I've learned is like, yeah, you can be, that was a crap, sorry, excuse my language, that was a terrible, um, <laughs> terrible Sunday, massive was hard, felt like I didn't get through, but you can get to the next week and be like, hey, what do we learn? And then boom, 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 Jesus, Jesus, encounters and stuff. And so, yeah, just our perspective doesn't really matter. It's all about what God's done and God, God's always doing incredible things. So, yeah, that's just what I want to start with. Um, cool. So tonight I want to shift, start to shift our perspectives on our relationships and our, the people around us. Um, so I want to, yeah, um, shift that. Also, just whilst I'm here, if anyone does want to join Massive, <laughs> it's a great, it's great. You see God move and the kids are incredible. I'll just leave that there. Um, cool. So I want to start um, uh, in Jeremiah. Um, I've been mulling over this. It was real weird. So I started reading a couple of weeks ago and I haven't got far past um, the first chapter. So that's always a good one. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, I'll read the whole of Jeremiah by this time next week. No, thank you. Um, so, do we have it up up here? My first things, or nah? That's all right. That's all good. Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you, a prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. Do we have a next one, or nah? But I said, hold it, master Master God, look at me. I don't know anything. I'm only a boy. God told me, don't say I'm only a boy. I'll tell you where to go and you'll go there. I'll tell you what to say and you'll say it. Don't be afraid of a soul. 
I'll be right there looking after you, God's decree. Cool. Hey, that's a pretty incredible way to start off. Um, so this is the, the um, start of Jeremiah. And so it's talking about, well, um, an interaction between Jeremiah and God. Um, so first thing I want to say is, is um, when God says these things about him, uh, Jeremiah's response is, I'm only a boy. And <laughs> that's, that resonates a lot with me. Because um, I am only a boy. Why, why, God, do you want to use me? Why do you want to uh, impact worlds? Why do you want to change nations with me? Um, yeah, and so I felt like God was, telling, God was telling Jeremiah who he was going to be, what he was going to do, what he was going to think. But then he's just come up with these excuses. And how often do we come up with some sweet excuses? <laughs> I love coming up with excuses. God, I can't be bothered. Or like... I don't really want to talk to that guy. That guy's a bit weird. Smells a bit. Um, but sometimes, um, yeah, we don't. We just have to shove those excuses down. And the, currently, I'm working at Crown Relocations. Get up, <laughs> fellow fellow Crown employee. Um, and it's cool because we get to spend. If say we're going to Queenstown to move a house, you get to spend four eight hours travelling with the dude who you haven't really spent much time with and furniture removalists are not known to be the nicest of folk. Um, but it's actually taught me quite a bit about relationships. Um, yeah, just like going in and being like, starting at six, you're in the truck heading over there and you're like, all right, time for a sleep because I'm not a truck driver, that's, that's lame. So you just, they, they're paid to drive so I'll sleep. But then God sometimes is like, nah, talk to them, go on. Like, no, nah, I'm good. We'll have a coffee and then we can and we can start talking. I'll just have a little snooze. Um, but yeah, and then when you're actually like, all right, hey mate, how you doing? How you feeling? And then it's just it's actually overcoming what your heart wants to do, and actually being like, God, our God's actually can move in here. Um, yeah, and then so I just wanted there's this little bit at the end um, was it says I'm a boy, but then it says look at me, and I'm like that's where you, I think that's where you've gone wrong, Jeremiah. Because you, you know that God doesn't see the same perspective that we do. And so when he's like, oh, I'm only a boy, look at me. And then God's like, I'm looking at you and I'm not seeing a boy. Um, I'm seeing this incredible prophet that's going to do heaps of things in my name. And so, yeah, don't say that to God. Like, <laughs> simple. But um, yeah, so it's just cool to see that God's actually not seeing what we're seeing. He's seeing totally different. We can't comprehend what he's seeing. And so sometimes it just takes faith. Um, and that's where I want to go um, with this point, is that when we can um, put away our excuses, when we can do that, um, God's going to move and God's going to rise up faith within us. And then we can um, see um, the real power of God move. Um, yeah, and I just want to do, um, just bring a quick thing back. So during, so at Crown, I I see it as a temporary location. I, I don't see it as a long-term uh, occupation, let's say that. Um, but God's, yeah, God's taught me a lot. He's like, this is, even though it's temporary, even though I haven't called you here for 50 years, um, you're still tasked to do a job. You're still tasked to, um, to be a light of mine. And I don't care if you're going to be here for a day or 10 years. I'm tasking you with a, with a mission. And so the mission is 
to save the world for Jesus. And so, yeah, I've been, I've, so what I've got written down here is I've been tasked to bring God into this space. So whatever space that is, whatever, um, whatever location that is, you're tasked to bring God into it. Cool. All right, moving on to my second point. I didn't even look how much time I had. That's perfect. Um, can we do it into the second verse, second bunch of verses? So this is reading from, beautiful, 17. Um, but you are, but you up on your feet and get dressed for work. Stand up and say your piece. Say exactly what I tell you to say. Don't pull your punches or I'll pull you out of the lineup. Stand at attention while I prepare you for your work. I'm making you as, as, impen- as pregnable, that's the word, as a castle, immovable as a steel post, solid as a concrete block wall. You're a one-man defence system against this culture, against Judah's kings and princes, against the priests and local leaders. They'll, they'll fight you, but you won't. They won't even scratch you. Is that it? Oh. I'll back you up every inch of the way, God's decree. Incredible. How good is that? Like, God's not, he's not just saying, go and do this, he's going to this. I'm going to make you as, I'm just going to say a castle. Um, he's making you this fortress where you can not only um, defend, but you can go out from a place of strength. Um, I love that. So I just want to take that, um, that metaphor of a castle slash fortress and run with it a little bit. So God is talking to, um, yeah, so thing you have to know about uh, Jeremiah is that he is a known as a prophet of doom. So it's just like later on he's going on about the judgment of different things. But it's a tough position to be in. Like God's telling you that there's going to be all these things against you. Um, the kings and princes are going to come against you. And it's just like, how faithful do you have to be that God's going to move to be in that situation? Um, and so, yeah, he's predicting, predicting judgment upon Judah, and naturally attacks are going to come to him. But when he says this, it's like, oh, all right. God can do, God can do it. Let's, let's do it. And so it takes so much faith from Jeremiah to step out. Um, so same with us. Um, it's pretty cool. You can relate Jeremiah to us pretty, pretty goodly. <laughs> That's weird. Um, so yeah, there's going to be attacks, there's going to be things that come against us, but um, yeah, God's making us a fortress, so we, we're, pretty, we're pretty solid. We can go out. So what a fortress is, I found a definition. A large building, typically of the medieval period, fortified against attack with thick walls, battle, battlements, towers, and often a moat. Often a moat. Cool. So this makes sense, like a fortress, you can defend it. Um, it's in a place of strength, um, and then you can attack from it, and you can protect your people. Makes sense. Um, and that's what God's making us. Um, what I've got here um, is what I was reading about fortresses, is they're not, you, they're not sitting in a valley. They're not there where people can come and just throw rocks in or shoot you with arrows and stuff. When they're above you, they're actually, most of them, most of the good design ones anyway, are up on a hill. Um, so they're not, they're not in a valley. They're not in this dark place where you can't see anything. They're actually in a valley. And um, it's in a strategic position. Um, yeah, so that, that really resonated with me is that we're all called into the strategic position of our university or our workplace or our school. Um, and we're all in that strategic position and God's placed us there for a reason um, that we can 
bring light into our life uh, into the, and the people around us. And yeah, so I'm going to go off notes a bit. Sorry. Um, what <laughs> Jeepers. What God was saying um, during praise and worship was, is that um, I just saw a picture of a, a fortress on a hill, and which makes sense. I was like, all right, cool. I'm thinking about my sermon. And then God was like, nah. Um, yeah, people, people around us are going to be searching. They're going to be in the wilderness and searching for things. And I feel like we're in the strategic position where we can be seen from a long way off. And so as, we're, as we're, um, we live our lives, we are planted in God. We are a fortress. Um, God is going to use that so people can see and be like, oh, I'm so hungry and so I've been under attack for this long. I'm going to go into the fortress and go into it and be a safe place. And so we are called not to be not to just defend and to attack, but actually called to be a place of um, refuge. There we go. So, yeah, that was a little, little wisdom from God. Um, yeah, so it's cool. How good is um, a fortress? It's pretty incredible because it's not only for its people, uh, it's not only for the noble people, uh, which is what a castle is built for, but it's also for the protection of its people. And so, yeah, um, let the people around us go into our fortress. Um, so I just, oh, that wasn't really off notes. <laughs> Sorry, team. Sorry, team. I thought that was God. It was just me. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. All right, stay to notes, stay to notes. I feel like Pastor Will, eh? It's like a, it's like a disease up here. You just, <laughs> just kidding. I'm sorry. Cheapers. Whole, get out. So, cool. I want to, yeah, so I feel like God's telling, um, um, it wants to change our view of how we view our fortress tonight. Um, we are called to defend, but I feel God is saying, let's, um, let's let people win as well. Uh, let's not um, go about life just being like we need to defend, defend, defend all the time. Um, we can actually let our guard down and let people win. Um, so, it's a, yeah, it's a huge, huge task, uh, and I feel like God's, doing massive, massive things um, around in this church. And I just feel like tonight we, um, yeah, we just need to pray for our fortress uh, mindset to not be of an attack and defend, but to let people win and gather people in to, so they can last through the attacks and they can um, be with us. Cool, one last thing and then I'm done. Um, what is a fortress made of? Stone, brick, Rock, that stuff. Um, really strong, high walls, incredible, incredibly built, very defendable. Um, but I feel like God's, um, yeah, because God's building it, I feel like he's building it from um, the future fruits of the Spirit. So things like love, joy, um, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Incredible. Thank you. That was God. There we go. Um, and so, yeah, when, when we can build our fortress, when we can be the light on the hill, um, those things are going to shine through. The people are going to come in and they're going to see the fruits of our spirit and then be like, all right, this is where I want to be. We can feed them with the fruit. We can give them that. Um, and so as we go out over the next few weeks, let's not, um, yeah, let's not just be like, God, 
I'm just going to get through, I'm going to survive this, but let's actually let people in and start, to, um, people can eat from the, from the fruit of Jesus that we're bearing. Cool. Is it, oh, if, is it all right if, we pray, if I pray? Cool. Thank you, Jesus, for this great opportunity it is to um, speak your word, God. Father, I thank you that you are powerful, uh, that you make us into fortresses. You, um, yeah, you just help us along the way, God. So I just declare, God, as we go out into, these, into the world, God, we can be your fortress. Father, we can bear your fruits. We can um, be the light on the hill that you've called us to be, God. So I just declare, God, in your name as we go out, we can see your, your kingdom come, God, and your, your will be done, Father. So I just pray. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Cool. Thank you. You can sit down. You can sit down. Uh, hello for all you that don't know me. Uh, my name is Andrew. Can I visit my phone, Olivia? Hello, Andrew. Um, I have the privilege of leading uh, the creative team here with a bunch of people. Um, Brigida Cam. Um, and I just want to, can we honour the creative team? They do a creative job. Um, they set an atmosphere for us every Sunday uh, so you guys can encounter, um, you guys can worship, and you guys can praise. Um, and just because Luke got a plug, uh, creative team is epic. We're on Thursday night, 7 o'clock. We'll give you free coffee and a special a muffin, um, which is epic. Uh, come on, come on. Cool. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, God. Uh, I, I pray right now that you give me uh, all the help I can get, Father God, that I'm here uh, to preach your word, but uh, to be an oracle of your message, Father God, that I'm here to uh, preach a word which is uplifting and faith-filled. Uh, I pray that this word um, is received, Father God, in your name. Amen. Awesome. Uh, so this message is uh, kind of like a... 333, cool. Um, it's kind of like a um, just a, a message of my journey. Um, I was actually really hesitant to say journey because I rip that word out all the time because it's like the Christian journey. But until I um, actually looked at the, is it the antonym? Antonym? The opposite of journey, which is um, to stay still, to accept, and to something. And I was like, actually, no, journey is a good word because it means that we're actually moving forward um, and doing stuff and we're not just accepting uh, what is there. Um, so... I'm, I've been in church for a long time, um, and most of you will probably know my testimony that uh, I've just faithfully served uh, for a long time. And over that journey, I've seen quite a few people um, serve and then not serve and then come in serving strong and then uh, kind of just fade away. And it really, um, I just, not just hardens me, but um, makes me sad is probably a better word. Um, and I was wondering, um, I was like, why is this? And it basically came down to... Um, you can serve and you can do all you can, but unless you prioritize your relationship with God, it's just going to be too much. You're just going to be doing it out of your own strength. You're not going to get refreshed. Um, so this message, I was kind of, um, we're in the relationship series, uh, and I was going to be like, all right, I'm going to preach on the simple uh, importance of a relationship with God. Uh, uh, i got three points, which we're going to smash them out because I know Mike on's next. Woo! Um, cool. Um, so there's been many times in my life where I've turned down an opportunity um, to prioritize the house of God. There's been jobs, there's been um, uh, just whatever. There's amazing things which I'm like, in my own mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a great opportunity. But time and time again, once I prioritize the house, I see how God puts me in places where I can never dream or imagine, uh, where He gives me skills and where He gives me abilities which I could um, not even dream of. Um, so I left school when I was about 16, 17, um, and I went straight into design. And no, no school, um, like no university. I studied last year, uh, but 
their first year course was uh, too boring for me, so I left. Um, but that's okay. Some people learn that way. I just don't. Um, uh, yeah, it's fair enough. Um, and so my heart's always been serving church, so I, I always know that I'm going to put church first and everything else is going to come from that. Um, but to some people, that can look really tiring. It can be like, oh my gosh, he's doing so much. Um, some people are like, um, you might be in this stage right now where you're like, I'm trying to balance church, I'm trying to balance my family, I'm trying to balance my studies, um, work or whatever. Um, I just want to encourage you, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. Um, Matthew 6, I've kind of rushed ahead of my notes, but that's all good. Um, Matthew 6 in the message says, oh, verse 30 to 33, um, if God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which have never been seen. Do not think, or do you not think he'll attend to you? Take pride in you, do his best for you. What I'm trying to do here, excuse me, um, is get you to relax, not to be so preoccupied with, uh, with getting so you can respond into God's giving. People who don't know about God and the way um, he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and the way he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find your everyday human concerns will be met. Can I encourage you? This is a scripture which we should all um, put first. Is seek first the kingdom of God and all these things were added to you. Don't worry about um, the job opportunity. Don't worry about are you going to have enough time to study. But um, the Bible says that if you um, give first what is his, uh, you'll be given back. I think it's the tenth or whatever. Yeah. Um, sometimes we can often be like quite tired when we come to serve. I know at Creative, um, we're, we're here quite a lot and we get quite. Um, like kind of tired, I think is the word, or like just overdoing stuff because sometimes we'll be from creative to oh, church to creative to study to study to church. To, and there's always something on, but um, there, I was, the scripture that I got reminded just before was um, the come all who are tired and weary and I'll give you rest. Um, so my first for, uh, point is um, when you prioritize the relationship with God, everything else is added. You don't know, need to worry about missing out. You'll find your everyday human concerns that will be met. Um, my second point, and I'm doing well for time. You might have a little bit more mark on. Um, my second point is um, a really, a really good point is that when you prioritize relationship with God, you begin to know His heart, you begin to get to know Him, and you begin to get to be more like Him. Um, has anyone been on a first date? I have. And if you haven't, look forward to it because they are awkward. Um, they're, they're, they're a forced thing. They're, you have small talk like... Um, what do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? Um, oh, what are, you do, what are you studying again? I forgot. Oh, oh, do you like, oh, no, you don't like pasta. That's right. Okay, it'll scrap that. Um, but as you get to move on, you get to know um, how they work. You get to know how they communicate. You get to know how they respond to things. Um, you get to uh, learn when they're saying that I'm fine, that it's not actually I'm fine, that I'm, you know. So you get to learn the ways and what they do. Um, but I think this is often... Um, when people say, like, go have coffee with Jesus, it's, for me it sounds a little bit lame, but until recently I've actually understood how important dating Jesus is, um, how, how taking Jesus on dates, sometimes it's awkward and you sit down and you read your Bible and you're like, right, where do I start? Um, John 3.16, I'll just read that because that's my go-to. I know it's good and I know I'm going to be encouraged. Um, but you don't know where to go, but as time goes on, um, you begin to hear God more clear. You begin to know how He works. You begin to know um, how He communicates to you and you begin to learn the rhythms of His grace. Um, 
as we begin to learn the heart of God, we begin to become more like Him. So as we read the Word and as we um, sit down with God and be like, hey, God, teach me something today. We get to know His character and in turn that our um, personality, the way we do things is changed. It's no longer doing serving out of our own strength. Although serving because you feel like you need to serve is good, but when it's serving attached with being filled with the Spirit of God, it's way better. You'll find that you move in a, a way that you never knew before. Um, a recent... Cool. A recent um, song album is the Hillsong 3 album. If you haven't listened to it, um, I encourage you to do. And I think they put uh, um, the heart of God into uh, a really great chorus um, and bridge. And so I'm going to read you the lyrics. Sorry, I'm not going to sing it for you. Um, Sing it. I'm going to read it. (laughs) I don't have that much time. We'll go prophetic worship. You'll all be slain. We can't go there. We can't go there. Um, anyway, the, the chorus says, Your mercy triumphs over judgment. Love wider than horizons, stronger than all sin. Lord, your kindness leads us to repentance, to the heart of God. Your heart, O oh God, all I want is all I want. Or to Jesus I surrender, or to Him I freely give. And I think sometimes when I'm talking to God about my, um, to, about God to my non-Christian friends, their perception of God is that as soon as they walk into church, they're going to get smited or that the world's going to blow up or explode or something drastic is going to happen um, because they think of, um, and even sometimes us as Christians, we assume that our wrongdoing is going to lead to a negative like God looking at us negatively, but God's heart is not like that. And when you get to know Him, you understand that His mercy triumphs over judgment. You understand that His love is wider than horizons and stronger than our sins. Um, I often look at my life and how much times I've screwed up and how many times I've not done what God has said. Um, But then He humbles me so quickly, but He doesn't humble me in a way where He um, exposes everything, which are my deepest, darkest secrets and cuts all my talents off and gives me no creative flow. He humbles me by putting in places where I never, no, I could never have got there on my own. Where I stand there, I'm like, God, how am I got here? How did I get here? And I only know that I got here because God's grace is more. Um, so point number three, and we're killing this game, is when you prioritize, prioritize a relationship with God, he turned, not that one, that's point number three. Point number two is when you prioritize a relationship with God, you begin to know his heart, get to know him, become more like him. Cool. Point number three is uh, when you prioritize a relationship with God, He tells you things that you can never figure out on your own. Jeremiah 3.33 says, oh, I think it's 2.3 actually. Sorry if I didn't give you right things. Um, this is God's message. The God who made the earth, made it livable and lasting, known everywhere as God. Call me and I will answer you. I will tell you marvelous, wondrous things that you can never figure out on your own. See, I'm a designer by not trade, um, and I um, produce some music. I had the privilege of producing for um, Parachute label uh, for a girl there, which was exciting. But um, I would find that my creativity and my wild thinking directly was influenced by um, how close I felt to God, not how, um, how I read my Bible or how many times I served, but how close me and God kind of were like, Jelling, jamming, um, and there was not on God's behalf, it was purely on mine because I was prioritizing other things. Um, but when I was at Hillsong Creative Conference uh, last November, Pastor Robert uh, Ferguson, I wrote Morrison there, uh, which is not him, um, did an amazing sermon uh, which changed my perspective 
on uh, just creativity and life in general. So if you know uh, Robert Ferguson, he's the teaching pastor at Hillsong um, International. So he's a big deal. Um, and he's quite like Steve Graham, like just scripture, scripture, knows the word of God inside out, but can be kind of bland at some points, but all always spirit-filled, if you know what I mean. Um, he preached a sermon which... He touched on the fact that, like, you know how we grow up and we're like, oh, think outside the box. Um, like, the, like, you're just thinking the same idea. Um, for me as a designer, I go to some magazines, I go to websites, and just the same thing, see what other people have done. Um, and that's what we call thinking outside the box and might change that, like, scale that up there or change the color. And that's thinking outside the box. But he said that, um, uh, do I have the scripture here? Because it's a good one. Yes, I do. I'll read it to you. I think it's... First Corinthians, come see me because I didn't write the scripture down, but I wrote the actual scripture. Yeah. Um, it says, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded minds of unbelievers so they cannot see in the light of the gospel that day it displays the glory of Christ, whose image of God, or who is the image of God. For what we preach is not of ourselves, but Jesus Christ our Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, and made his light shine out of our hearts to give us the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from Jesus Christ, or from God and not from us. See, he talked about this idea of how God, the expansive universe, he created everything. He's so big and so huge, yet he put himself in a box inside us. He decided not to just to be this far distant thing, but he decided to um, make himself so present and close to us. He likened this to the movie of Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, how um, there are two boxes at each of the at each ends. There's a, uh, a wardrobe and a stable, and how um, the the thing that tied them together is that what was inside the box was bigger than they seemed on the outside. That they're inside the boxes, there were worlds, there were kingdoms, and on the outside, there were just wardrobes and stables. Um, but what was cool is that people who believed in the box um, could see what was inside, uh, but people who didn't just saw darkness and nothing. Um, uh, this is an image that how um, the Holy Spirit inside us is bigger than what we can imagine. That uh, when we choose to prioritize a relationship with God, choose to seek Him, uh, rather than looking outside for inspiration, all we have to do is look in and be like, hey God, what are you saying? God, I need your help here. God, uh, maybe it's in a workplace and you need a strategy. Maybe it's in a, um, in, a, in a school when you're writing an assignment. You can say, hey God, I know that there's all this literature. I know that there's all this referencing that I need to do, but I want need your help right now. You you're inside me, you'll put me in um, so you can be close and to helper and our counselor and our advocate. So I need you right now. So yeah, my prayer for this message, and I'll wrap up because I'm over time, is that if you're overwhelmed with life, uh, that you can choose to prioritize the kingdom of God. Yeah, you can choose to prioritize relationship with God and say, God, I need your help. First, I'm going to seek you. Um, that if you're, if you're in a space where you don't know what to do or you don't have any ideas, that uh, you can look inside the box and you can be like, hey, God, Holy Spirit, I need you right now. Um, and that if you're um, trying to figure out who the heart of God is, who, what his personality is, that you can understand that our God is a, a God whose mercy triumphs over judgment, whose love is wider than horizons, um, and who's stronger than all sin. Cool? Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> How awesome 
words away. They were just amazing. And, and I have to say, oh, you may be seated, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. And as Angel was speaking, particular, oh, both of them, actually, Angel and Luke, um, I just had my, my phone open, and I was taking some notes. Because one of the things that Pastor Desiree said at the very beginning is that um, the choice of, of us who was going to bring the word today wasn't by chance. And, and as I was sitting there just listening to them speaking, the word of God was just aligning with the very message that I had prepared. So um, in that sense, I, I have to say that um, my message has been, um, the, well, the, not my message, or the message that God laid in my heart to share today has been um, already introduced by both of them. And so um, that is just to the glory of God because God's the one that works mir miracles. And um, it's, it's His word that's been preached. And so um, I just pray that yeah, you will continue to, to do what he was sent forth to do. And so, Father, I just, Lord, I just surrender my heart to you this evening, God. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would just anoint the words that come out of my mouth. And may it do, Lord God, that which you have anointed to do, Lord God. Let it find, Father, just open hearts and let it land something fresh in our spirit, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Awesome. Well, it's great to, um, to be with you tonight and to share a few thoughts. And one of the things that um, God has been speaking to me um, recently, and uh, the very first thing that's just sort of landed on my spirit when um, Pastor Will rostered us on for tonight, was um, to talk about faith. And um, I really think that faith aligns with every single word that's been spoken today. Um, because we can't um, have the boldness and, and take on the challenge that Jeremiah took without faith and so um, if we are to be significant in the world that we're in we require faith um, and so um, and at the at, at the very at the very essence of that is what both of them have been speaking is the relationship with God and so um, for, just for a sake of a title I've, 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 I've titled this message faith for today and um, and the reason why God has been and um, speaking to me about this is, again, I, I love the, the power of the Word of God because it is um, in season. And so this message is actually a message in the making rather than um, something that I'm talking from experience. And um, for me, when it comes to faith, it's, and maybe you, you can relate, um, it's so easy to have faith in one area. But then when we step in another area, we're like... I don't think I can believe for, for this. And it's so easy to, um, to be strong in one thing, but yet struggle in another area of our lives. And so um, God just took me to five points, which I'm going to try to get across really quickly, um, to actually empower us to be able to live a significant life. A life that's going to be a, a, a faith-filled life. A life that's going to be... Um, not only for you, but for everybody else next to you. And this month we are talking about relationship. And, and I just wanted to remind you that you are part of my journey. You matter. 
and that's and that's part of, of one of the points that I've got and so let me just really go go quickly um, one of the things that um, I just felt God saying is that if we are going to go into in this journey of faith and maybe you're here for the first time and you're hearing this about faith um, and, and what, what, what it is it starts with the presence of God it starts with a relationship with God it may be that that relationship is a fresh relationship that starts today maybe it's a relationship that has started a year ago or maybe in my case it's been a relationship that I've been in for most of my life partly not aware of it but then at some point really aware of it um, but there are different different stages and the one thing that uh, I was just reminded is that preempting every significant moment preempting every significant uh, mission in, in in this case Jeremiah and in in other cases Abraham in other cases Gideon in other cases uh, Moses there was always the presence of God there was always an encounter with the presence of God and um, and the good news today is as an angel shared is that the presence of God is not no longer a moment and encounter yes there could be a moment there could be an encounter but more than that the presence of God is now in us you're carrying the presence of God so that's the good news today is that yeah you want to be significant you've got the number one thing that matters you've got the the presence of God you're carrying the presence of God through what Jesus Christ has done and so on a scripture that I just wanted to share um, because I really I, I really think it's important um, that we sh that we back everything with scriptures as, we as we've been doing um, I don't know if the team has got have we got the first scripture it was always by f is that the one yes it is it was always by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying he disappeared because God took him for before he was taken up he was known as a person who pleased God and it is impossible to please God without faith anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those that sincerely seek him and so my point number one is that it's not just enough to know that God is in us we need to seek him we need to diligently seek him like angel said we need to put God first before anything we need to put God first and how we do that we seek God because yes God is a God that's near he's a God that's responsive he's God Emmanuel with us but we need to seek him we need to know him we need to go on that journey that relationship with him and the second thing that I just want to also um, bring up as a second point is that we were given authority. If we want to live a life with, with significance, we need to know that we carry authority. Not our own authority, but the authority in Christ. If, if, um, if we are people that diligently seek God, know the authority that we've been given in Jesus then nothing can stop then you can be significant yes I love that a lot of us tend to plan to strategize and that's really good but let not our planning and our strategy be an excuse not to do 
let the presence of God, the authority that He's given us, be the one thing that decides that we do things. And so a model, on, again, when it comes to like an example that Angel said, you know, um, about serving, for me, it just comes to just do it. Just do it. You've got the authority. You've got Christ in you. Um, and a scripture in Luke 10, when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given the authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because even spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are, re are registered in heaven. We are victorious in Jesus. And, and if we know that, we can be significant. The third thing is meditate on the Word of God. To be significant, it's not, enough, not just enough to know that God is with us. We need to seek God. We need to know that we've been given authority. And, thir and thirdly, we need to meditate in His Word. I find that at times I can struggle between one area and another simply because I've got the wrong perspective. Because the Word of God is able to give us a fresh revelation. And, and one of the things that I wrote is, let's not allow our faith to be powered only by the revelations of yesterday. Time is really good at breaking things up, at driving distance between uh, our, our, um, our purpose. And so let's not allow time, let's not allow um, faith to just be driven by past revelation. You know, we can, um, don't let the words also, don't let the words of others discourage you from your purpose because here's the thing if you're not in the word of God whose word are you anchored in are you anchored in your own word are you anchored in someone else's word and so again let's meditate on the word of God let the living breathing word of God speak into your today a fresh God-given revelation Shining a heavenly perspective on your circumstance. You can either allow your faith to struggle between the now and the then. Or you can actually give faith the power to bring the then to now. To bring what is in heaven to earth. What God has for you today. And so the importance that I find in the Word of God. In Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, have you got Ephesians 1? 3, 2, 1. We don't have Ephesians 1. No? No? Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just leave it. Come, come, come. It's Ephesians 1, 3, and 4. Unfortunately, I didn't write it down on my, on my notes. But um, it just really says, um, I think it's worth quickly. I think I have time. Yeah. <clears throat> just 
just reflect on points one, two, and three for now. Good, good. There we go. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and he gave him great pleasure. We need to simply know what are the words that God has spoken over us. Because that releases great power. Fourth point that I've got today is... So what's the first one? It's, it's, not, it's not enough knowing that God is in us. We need to seek God. Second one is recognizing that we've been given authority to step, step into territories that we wouldn't otherwise. And exercise faith that we wouldn't, wouldn't otherwise. And third is, um, what was the third point? Meditate on the word. Get a fresh revelation. Don't let your faith be driven by a word of yesterday. Because that's going to be out of time. That, that, that can often be misguided. Because it's a word that was for yesterday. Seek the word of God for your, for your today. Seek a fresh revelation. And the fourth one is recognize that we need each other. At the very beginning I said that you matter. You matter to my journey. Because this is what I found. I can have unrealistic levels of faith to grow businesses. If you've got a business idea and you want to sit with me, I can just unpack that in such a way. And I can say, let's go for it. Let's do it. But that's only because I've seen, I've experienced unridiculous favor in that realm. I've seen, I've seen what God can do when you're not able to do it on your own in that realm. And so for me, business excites me, not because I've been educated and I've now got tools that I can apply because I haven't. In fact, my wife told me we should do a business degree and I said, no, perhaps that would have given me the tools. But, you know, it's not that I've got tools that I can apply, but it's because I've seen God do what only God can do. And so when it comes to business, I do have unrealistic levels of faith and I know that if you've been healed healed by God if you've seen miraculous break, breakthrough you've got what other people are needing and so we need each other because where I lack you will come and you can you will encourage me you will say Michael come on I we can do this I've got that extra bit of faith that you need for this area. And, um, and so, that's why it's important on us coming together. That's why it's important on us praying for each other as we do. You know, and, and just believing for each other. Because in Proverbs 27, it says, The iron sharpens iron. So, a friend sharpens another friend. And then if we go to Ecclesiastes, 
He says that, you know, a, tree, a, a three-braided cord is hard to break. And so, again, the message this morning, the wonders of friendship. Faith is in it. The, music can, the musician can come up on the, the keys. <laughs> and the last point, which I believe is as in, it's the second most important point. I left it for last, but it's, it's what actually binds everything together. Is a lifestyle of surrenderness. If we're going to have faith, for today if we're going to be significant for what God is calling us to do we need to have adopt a lifestyle of surrenderness a lifestyle that says your kingdom first your will be done not mine see to have an active pursuit of God's presence it first requires a surrendered heart. You see, to take a hold of the authority that is in Christ, it requires us acknowledging that it's not in our own abilities, but it is in the power of Jesus Christ. It's His gift. It's His resource. It's His power. It's His church. It's His wisdom. I found this three years ago. Well, probably more, five years or six years ago. And I started to write down every single thought that came to my mind. Because I'm not skilled. It's not, like I said, yes, I, I've, I've gone to university now. I've become, what my wife says, an eternal student because I can't stop. Um, but it will come to an end, I believe. And... But here's the thing, a lot of what I've done has come out of the grace of God, has come out of His gifting, not an ability. And so the thing that I've started to do six years ago is I've started to write down every single thought that came into my head. Any significant wow moments, and I know we can all relate, we all have times when we say, wow. That's a good thought. Or we came up with a solution to a problem. Can I just encourage you to write it down? It didn't come from you. It could have. In my case, I knew it didn't. And so the, the business idea, because again, I, I know that I've got grace in business. So every single business idea, every single thought that comes inside, I write it down. Because I may not remember it tomorrow. It may be for tomorrow but I won't remember it and I'm not going to rely on my own memory to recall what wasn't given to me from me it was given from God it was a straight download take hold of it otherwise it goes it's a revelation and to have a revelation on his word it requires surrendering time surrendering preferences to, to seek God requires surrender to exercising the authority that Christ has given us requires humility and surrender. 
to go into his word for a fresh revelation for you today requires surrender requires surrendering your preferences your lifestyle if I'm going to see miracles in other areas in my life I know that God is saying oh, I just get a fresh revelation you may be I don't know maybe you're holding on to something I want to give you something better you're believing for one thing and it's not coming but could it be that I've got a fresh revelation for you that exceeds that and I just need you to take hold of it because often we get frustrated because we're not seeing breakthrough in one area oh but go into the word of God get a fresh revelation seek God hear his heart for you and the last point each other oh that requires a whole nother level of surrendering one thing is to surrender to God the other thing is to come to one another and say oh I need you to pray with me I need you to to be vulnerable to one another it takes a whole nother level because we know that oh, we just we're just a bunch of people that at times can be judgmental at times can do can can say the wrong things and, and we just don't want to we hope we guard too much what we share to each other but I believe that to live a life of significance to live a life that you've got enough faith for today we require each other we require just coming along one one or two people that you have close relationship with if you need to exp you know expose something a little bit deeper but at the end of it we need each other and so as I wrap up there are actually five points that I brought up today that I felt God just leading me into and maybe you identify with with the first one which is just simply recognizing that God is not distant God is not a distant figure God is not something of your imagination God is in you and it's just recognizing that he wants perhaps you're here and you haven't made a decision it's just inviting him inviting him to come in inviting him to come in that's what Jesus has done he's taken he's bringing God close he's made God available and all it takes is recognizing that through Jesus you can have the living breathing power of God moving in your life maybe you identify with the second point or the third or the fourth maybe surrendering is, is the one that the hits home as I pray tonight whichever it is I just pray that God has ministered to your heart and I, I know that there is going to be an opportunity if you haven't made the decision to just invite God inside of your heart and you start that relationship you start that journey oh, it's just knowing that you've got authority you, you have authority in Christ to reject that which the enemy is throwing at you you've got authority to step into new new territories that God has called you to like Jeremiah like Gideon like Moses 
Father, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, that everything, Lord God, comes from you. And the Lord, you're not a distant God. You're not a God of others and not ours. No, you're a personal God. As much as you are the God of Moses, Abraham, Jacob. The God that we, that we hear testimonies. Lord, you are the God that wants a personal relationship with every single person, with every single human being. And I, well, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for the willingness to come. And not simply wait for us to go to you, but you came before we could even make the decision to seek you. And so, Lord God, I just pray that, the, oh Lord, there would be a hunger to seek your presence, a hunger, Lord God, to just build that relationship with you. And Father, I, I pray, God, that, Lord, your word has fallen into fertile ground, God, and has just stirred something in us to live a life, Lord God, that brings purpose into your kingdom. A life, Lord God, that is directed by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.